All right. Late, but on time. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. And today's we're doing a live recap of the Bulls versus Hawks, in which I told you guys, I hate to say I told you so, especially when it doesn't work out for our team, but everything that I talked about basically is what happened, unfortunately, and the Bulls lost this game. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. This, this is what I mean, right? When you, when you hear Bulls fans talk about things like, oh, it took a while for the team to come together, and this is still a young team, this type of effort, the Bulls should have won this game. When you look at the way in which they won the first and the second quarters, right, they lost the third quarter and fourth quarters. Big, big. Another just adjustments again with this coaching staff. That are, That is the issue. Tristan Thompson got the over 20 minutes I was calling for. For those Bulls fans who were asking to see Nikola Vucevic and Tristan Thompson play together, you got to see a little bit of that in, in tonight's game as well. But overall, a solid game from Kobe White, solid game from Io DeSumo. Uh, Trey Young went off tonight. For 39 points, I said it. I was like, unless Trey Young finally figured out how how to how to how to beat the rookie, um, this game was just an eye-opening game from the Chicago Bulls in the sense that, listen, this playoffs is going to be tough as hell for our team. Um, very tough for our, for our team. It's it's again not the skies falling type mindset with with Bulls fans. I'm not I'm not doing that. I still think this team. When fully healthy, is going to be pretty okay. But what we're seeing from this team is really, it's wild, right? And I do think, like, yes, the players have a big part of this, but the coaching staff does as well. Um, the, and what we what we may need to admit and understand is that the Bulls' offense, the NBA's figured it out. The NBA's figured it the fuck out, period. The NBA has figured out how to guard the Chicago Bulls, especially when you have a less than 100% Zach Levine. If Zach Levine's 100%, does that conversation kind of go away? Probably, maybe, right? But with the, the current state that this Chicago Bulls team is at right now, something needs to happen. And they have a bigger test up tomorrow night against the Milwaukee Bucks. And, and, and with this type of effort, and all I can say, right, all I can say is that I'm hoping the Bulls were looking ahead to the Milwaukee Bucks in the big test, and that's why this type of game happened. The Bulls came in, they played a solid First half, all that shit went away. All that shit went away. And it's frustrating to sit there and watch a team with this much talent, this much talent, throw away games like this. A game in the, against the team that we have handled, right? But all that being said, the last game we played against the Atlanta Hawks, they damn near won that game. They figured us out in that game. They weren't able to capture the victory in the last game, but they figured us out. And they saved it to the second half of this game to say, oh, no, checkmate. We got you. We got your number. We gave you the first half to see if you threw anything different at us. You really didn't? We got you. Check fucking mate. That's what we're seeing. And this and Atlanta Hawks coach isn't even an upper echelon coach in the NBA to me. So this is, again, something that I've been saying. and something that I'm going to harp on. And if I know it's going to be Bulls fans who don't like hearing this, but fuck it. It's the truth. This team is going to have a very difficult run in the playoffs if this is the coaching that we're going to get. And the effort. And the effort. Let's go ahead. Um, let's go ahead and, and, and get into uh, some of the comments. Uh, before we do that, though, I just want to go over some of the raw stats. Again, a 30 assist game from the Chicago Bulls. Well, we talk about that 30 assist game. I think now this is like the second game 
that we lost when we hit 30 assists. Um, the Bulls, again, not really out-rebounded, so you can't even point to that. Out-rebounded by one again in this game, five offensive rebounds, uh, turnovers, 13 turnovers, to the Hawks, only five turnovers. Big game from uh, Bogmanovich coming off the bench with 20 points. A huge game for, uh, from Trey Young with 39 points. Conscious, uh, all the, the Atlanta Hawks starters in double digits. This was not a game that, <laughs> you know, the first half and the second half were a tell of two completely different games. And when you get that type of thing to me, what that says to me, as somebody who watches the NBA and watches basketball, it goes back to lack of adjustments from the coaching staff. Um, and that's the type of things that gets me frustrated when it comes to this team. But we'll just go ahead. Let's go over to the comments. I want to hear from you guys. Let's see what you guys got to say about this game. Uh, Rondo 2 Raw says, what's popping, Bulls family? What's going on, Rondo? Uh, Juan says, please talk about Vooch's inability to guard, guard the pick and roll. We, well, yeah, our, and pick and roll defense on this team is, in general since Lonzo's been out has been bad. But, yes, Vooch does not make the right decisions usually on the pick. He does not. He, he does not. He, he has sometimes where he can, where especially he, he body, tries to body people up. But, yes, pick and roll defense is definitely something that lacks in this for sure. Lil Pre, one, two, three, four, five. Wow. You went all the way one through five, huh? What up, Hayes? Bad loss. Absolutely terrible loss. Terrible loss. Bulls will be in the play-in by next week if Vooch does. Listen, no, it's not just on Vooch. This is not just. And this is the thing. I get why people initially go right to blame Vooch, but this is not just a Vooch thing. This is a team thing. This is a coaching staff thing as well when it comes to adjustments. There's a lot of things going wrong with the Bulls' defense. A lot. Now, Vooch is absolutely a problem. Make no, make no mistake about it. Vooch is absolutely a problem right now in the Bulls' defense. But it's more than just Vooch of why, of why we uh, are, are losing these games. Uh, Callan Fallis uh, says, what's good, my guy? What's going on, brother? Adrian says, lack of adjustment. Can we admit that Billy is a good coach but not a great coach? That is a great and true statement, I feel. That you hit the nail on the head there. He is a very good coach, right? And he's a coach that he, the players love him, right? Even though that, okay, that matters to a degree. The players love him, especially coming from a coach like Boylan. The fact that the players love him says a lot, right? That helps a lot with changing the coach. He's also a, 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 that has figured out how to get these guys to play together that on paper maybe didn't look like they would have the best, you know, ability uh, right away. And to keep in mind, he did have the team playing pretty solid defense when they were fully out. With all that being said, it's too early right now to say what we need to do to maybe get over home. We don't even know yet. Let's still ride these playoffs out. But yes, Billy Donovan is a really, really good coach. But really, really good coaches win titles too, right? Really, really good coaches also win titles. So let's just let uh, I'm not taking that away from you or your statement. But yes, he is absolutely getting out coached. And no, I'm not ready to say he's a great coach at all. Hey, Hayes, I honestly don't know how to feel about this loss. I thought we played very well, except when we turned the ball over way too much. Bummer. I noticed that we passed the ball more. Yes, like I mentioned, back to 30, 30 assists, which is a, a usual good marker of, of an offense moving the ball around, right? That is usually a good indication when you have assist numbers that high. And then let's keep in mind, too, the Bulls did shot the ball well tonight. Almost 60% shooting from field goal range, uh, 53% from three-point range, the Bulls, now they didn't shoot a whole bunch of threes. They shot 26 threes, made 14 of them. Um, but those are solid percentages, right? That's why I go so so much to adjustments and defense. Because when you look at it, on paper, the Bulls' offense did enough to win this game. And more times than not, you get 50%, 60% shooting almost from field goal, over 50% shooting from three. That alone, with 30 assists, is usually going to win you any game in the NBA. That's going to usually win you any game. 
So when I talk about the adjustments, specifically on the defensive end, it's because we are not playing the brand of defense that is going to maximize what we get offensively, right? You get the one of the things that made this team so dangerous to, this, to start the season is we were playing good offense and we were playing really good defense, right? When you have that combination, when you have a high-powered offense that is still missing one of the best three-point shooters on the team in Lonzo Ball that can score in this way, and you just have a marginally good defense, you're going to be dangerous. We're not seeing that from Chicago Bulls right now. We're not seeing that. If we get blown out tomorrow, then so be it. But take grace. No, no, no. DeMar and Billy blew the game. Kobe was three for four and threes, and DeMar was shooting over two uh, people while Kobe was wide open. He had the best plus minus. This is something that we're also seeing. Again, but I go back to, you say you blame that on DeMar. I go back to Billy. What Billy has done is he's now so used to uh, DeMar getting us out of trouble in the fourth quarter that anything else and any other player be damned, right? We're going to DeMar, and other teams are now expecting that. This is when you need other players to step up. Billy Donovan is not running offense for, for any other player in crunch time because he doesn't trust these players. Right, Kobe shot the ball great tonight. He absolutely had a, should should have had a chance to get in that. Zach four for seven from three pointers. Zach should have also got a chance. Listen, I understand Demar is having an amazing season. I love the season that Demar DeRozan's having. You saw for those who watch me on Locked On Bulls, I talked about Demar DeRozan being my second person right now in MVP voting. I talked about all of this, but one of the issues that we're seeing with Billy Donovan is he's a one trick pony. He's betting everything on DeMar DeRozan and not running plays for anyone else. When De as good as DeMar is playing, he should be um, a smokescreen so other players can take the shot. Trust other players to make the shot. That is how you build them up. That is how you get them ready for playoff. You talk about players who don't have big game experience, right, who aren't battle-tested. You battle-test players by putting the ball in their hand when they, when they are playing good and giving them the chance to win you the game. That's how you battle test players in the regular season. And he had every opportunity to do that in this game. And he did not do it. He ran a convoluted play for DeMar DeRozan, hoping that he was going to get to the free throw line or whatever else. We need to see Kobe and other players who are hot get fed and trusted. If we lose a regular season game, we lose a couple regular season games. But build those players up so that they can be as battle tested as you can be in the regular season and prepare for the playoff. Prepare for the playoff. Smear 60, Trey Young heard uh, hair jokes and took it personally. And I took that personally. I, listen, I fuck Trey Young's hair, but yeah, for sure. Julie Jew says, hey, to be honest, we haven't had a convincing win in a while. I mean, really put our feet down and beat a team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, a hundred percent agree with that. A hundred percent agree with that. Uh, hey, it's now that you're uh, doing Locked On Bulls as of next episode, are you closing? No. What? No, I've talked about this. No, never. This is uh, Chicago Bulls Central is not going anywhere. Chicago Bulls Central is not changing one single bit. Not one bit. It's not changing at all. So, yeah. Alana in the building says, GG to the Hawks. Uh, good game to the Hawks, but I thought we played good, but the refs sold us 27 uh, for throw attempts to seven for throw attempts is terrible. Like we fouled them, but they fouled us too. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing that we're seeing, right? As well as NBA teams adjusting to what the Bulls do on offense, the refs also are, are noticing, hey, DeMar DeRozan was getting to the line a hell of a lot. We're not giving him that anymore, right? You got to earn that. Earn that. Blah, good point here. Only got out rebounded by one, but it was the timing of the Hawks rebounding. They were getting multiple shots in crutch time. We got three or four shots before making a three late in the fourth. Just a killer. Absolutely, blah. Absolutely. Correct, blah. I'm from Ricky Fontaine. Let's go to this. PBN Pat says, 
Uh, what didn't make sense to me is why did Zach double a tray and left Bogon uh, in the corner like that? I mean, listen, as hot as Trey was, it makes sense. Try to double him. But you, you want your defense to rotate to, to the open man as well. Um, it was a lot of things wrong in this game. The 21 extra free throws were a problem for sure. For sure. Millar Miller says, what up, Hayes? You and Pat together at Locked on Bulls. Congrats. Anyway, we're 58 and 24 bound, LOL. Billy D has shown he does not adjust, which will bite us in the ass in the playoffs. Hoping to seven chip soon. But listen, it's not going to happen with this one. Um, when uh, Tristan Thompson's in the game, he established a position in the paint. Why don't they give him the ball? He's going to make it or get fouled. Stacey said it about three times. They missing him in the paint. Yes, they are missing him in the paint. But keep in mind, Tristan Thompson is not a great uh, free throw shooter at all. So you worry about the hack of Tristan uh, uh, coming in into play there. But Tristan plays really good. I'm glad that he got more minutes in this game. But God damn, God damn. I hate blaming refs. I really do. Can we be real tough? Uh, they've been absolutely. Yes. Can we be real, though? Yes. Ref, uh, the way that the Bulls have been officiated in probably the last six games, honestly, has been. And this is for a team that's been horribly officiated all season, really, to a degree. Um, but yeah, it's been even worse lately. Way worse lately. Brian says, I just hope Patrick Williams get back and comes back better. It may take five to seven games to get back comfortably and be part of a huge role in the playoffs, hopefully. Well, the thing is, I really think for what Patrick Williams is going to be called to do, it's not going to, they're going to bring him along. Keep in mind, they're probably not going to call any plays for Patrick Williams. So he's going to, he's, he's been watching, he's been traveling with the team. I think he gets back going pretty, relatively pretty quickly. I wish the NBA would go back to using the rules from the 90s, sick of all the touch fouls. Listen, a lot of these players, the right, and would not be able to handle that. Brandon Peck says, what up, Hayes? What's going on? Uh, PBN is right. Uh, they trapped Trey and Zach uh, fell asleep on, off Boogie. He didn't double. It was bad off-ball defense. There you go. Uh, also, I thought that the refs weren't calling fouls when their player uh, throws themselves into the defender. Trey did that multiple times. Well, that's something that we saw even in the last game, right? Trey, Trey literally in the last, last probably two times we played the Hawks, Trey's really only gotten on the board because of free throws. Now, this game, it was more than that. But, yeah, I just hope this losing streak will make us better mentally. Feels like we are content in our position in the East. I mean, no, I, I wouldn't say that necessarily. But I'm telling you, and I tell you guys all the time, that's a, that's a fan thing that worry about position. NBA teams, now sometimes you get ones that want to avoid, but it's more so tanking where they worry about positioning. But, but NBA teams are just trying to win games. They're just trying to win games, right? I guarantee you in the locker room, they're not sitting there saying, oh, we got to get first in the East. They're saying we need to win games right? We need to play better. We need to play better. Bob Walker comes down to your big three, best three players. We have to be better defensively. Well, no, because keep in mind, just because you have not, not your best player isn't always your best defender and they don't always set the tone defensively. And sometimes your best player isn't even the leader on your team. I go back to the Derrick Rose, Chicago Bulls. Joe Kim Noah was absolutely the leader on the team. Now it's, you can also say he was one of the best three players, but I'm just saying with this team, we know Zach, and DeMar were better defenders with Lonzo on the court with him. You know why? Because Lonzo communicates on defense. He reads uh, other teams' offenses very well. He has a very high defensive IQ. They were, they were better defenders in, their, in defending their man because of what Lonzo was telling them what the other team was trying to do on offense. It, it, that's just proven. Um, but at the end of the day, when you have an offensive juggernaut like this team has been, it's not just the players on the court. It's also the adjustments that the coaching staff makes, period. It's a defensive, a, a defense is, comes down to effort, energy, and a scheme and a plan by the coach. And we're not seeing that at all. Not seeing that at all. MJV, good, great points here. Our offense is way too predictable and the defense is non-existent. Now, see, one thing that we were seeing, right, is that we were seeing at one point that 
even though the Bulls' defense may have not been great all throughout every game, that down the stretch, even with players out, they were able to tighten it up defensively when needed at times, get some defensive stretches in there to kind of secure some games. We're not seeing that lately. Not seeing that at all. Prove me wrong. Nick Stouts to score. What? What is that? We don't need any more scoring. We don't need any more scoring. No more scoring on this team. We do not need that. Blah says, another thing about Billy Donovan's lack of adjustments, ATL started screening IO to get him off Trey, and we didn't have an answer. Listen, this is the thing that I'm saying, right? And this is the thing that is most frustrating. It's the simple basketball X's and O's that Billy Donovan is getting, is getting out coached with. And that is the thing that's super alarming, right? If it was like these complicated combination zone man defenses that were giving the, ball, the Bulls fit, are, are really like motion offenses or something like that, we are seeing the Bulls being taken out by simple pick and rolls, simple screens, simple hands, dribble handoffs, two-man games. We're seeing the basics of basketball be what really tears the Bulls apart. That's, that's a problem. That's a problem. Alana says, I thought the defense today was decent, just the horribly timed turnovers and fouls cost us this game. I, I I did not like the defense, but listen, I've always said, and I maintain, my opinion holds no more weight than anybody. Just because I have the microphone, my opinion holds no more weight than anybody's. Um, but I, I, I think for me, it's just that I've seen this team, right, this version of the team, now even with Lonzo and Caruso, play way better defense than what we got tonight. We saw bits and pieces of it for sure, but I expected them to be able to tighten up defensively down the stretch, and they just did not. Pablo. Says, I thought one of the issues down the stretch were the fact that the Bulls didn't blitz Trey and let the role players try to win the game. Well, see, the thing is, right, is that you want, if, if you, you want to say, hey, if your role, your, your role players are going to have to be who beats us tonight, right? The issue is, is that the role players beat us in several degrees and Trey Young got 39 goddamn points. You can't have both of them, right? Let Trey Young get his 39. Let, let him get his 39. Stop everything else. The Bulls did not do that at all. Bulls did not do that. My last comment of the night got work early. Um, I am not saying Chris Fleming was a better coach, but he had better. I've said that as well, Adrian. And hey, get some rest, brother. We got a, we got a doozy in tomorrow. Listen, tomorrow, I already know I'm going to be stressed. I already know I'm going to have a couple of uh, streaks of of um, gray in my beard. It's coming. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweaty bloke is fucking hilarious. I thought it was a silly decision to put Kobe in when we needed a stop in the clutch. Uh, not necessarily. Kobe's weak side defense has come very, very far. And then also, um, when if they would have got that stop and went out on transition, Kobe could have definitely done something. So I'm not necessarily saying that. I see what you're getting at with that. Um, but, yeah, I just woke up and missed the whole game. Go watch it. Go watch it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kobe was the only reason. They, like, Kobe had a great game. And people, too, like, I think some people pigeonhole Kobe into just as a bad defender, and, and that just hasn't been true this season. Has he gotten, has he had bad defensive games? Absolutely, as every player has. But Kobe's defense has stepped up big time this season. Nobody's saying he's a lockdown defender or anything like that, but his defense has stepped up big time. Big, don't forget, during that nine-game winning streak, four, five of those games we don't win if we don't have contribution from Kobe on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball. Um, That's not the way that it works when he's city. You can't just keep signing players to 10-gate contracts. You... So there's there's a hard there's when you have players out right with uh with COVID and things like that you can bring in but at this point the Bulls have they would have to cut somebody to bring somebody in on a ten day roster and now that does that doesn't bring a lot of continuity to the team now if they see somebody who can help them on defense that they just want on this team yeah cut cut a Malcolm Hill cut a Matt Thomas to bring somebody in but that that's really just not out there 
just really not out there. What's more disheartening is that most teams are starting to play better ball while the Bulls are on a three-plus game losing streak. If we improve on D with Ball and Caruso, but I don't see our identity on offense. Well, no, I think I I don't think the offense has been the issue. Um, well, if besides saying that we run a basic ass offense, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Bulls need more off the ball movement instead of isolation and pick roll. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for sure. Definitely been saying that. I miss MJ. Oh Lord, don't we all? Don't we all? Julie says no matter how good Kobe or Vooch plays, people just don't. Yeah, people, like I've compared it to the national media, right? People pick their narratives at the beginning of the season for players, and then, you know, they kind of just stick to it. It is what it is. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, Tyler Cook did not do a good job guarding Giannis. Like, let's be clear. He did not. Now, he did a, he did a good job of bodying him at times, but overall, he did not do a good job. Of it. Him and Vooch had some possessions where they did really good defense on Giannis. But, no, Tyler Cook's run with this team is over. Let's just be clear. Tyler Cooks, uh, and, and it's mainly because of this. Keep, keep in mind, Tony Bradley is on a guaranteed deal. Tristan Thompson is now on a guaranteed deal. That is the main reason, right? So the whole calling up back down to the G League thing, that's that's not happening anymore. Tyler Cooks is going to finish the season out in the G League, as is Marco Simonovic, and then we'll see what we what we do next year with the roster. Um, but, yeah, that's just not feasible to, to happen anymore at this point. Uh, when's the last time we saw Zach and DeMar have a dynamic duo-type game? Offense has been stagnant. I don't know what it seems, but Zach is comfortable in the shadow. Of doing. No, it's the knee. Like, Zach even had a whole interview. He's 80% right now. It's definitely the knee. It's not nothing about no shadows or anything like that. It's 100% the knee um, and him learning to manage the pain, but I think also being a little timid on it. And I think also in the back of Zach's mind is probably saying, hey, I don't want to risk hurting this because I want us to be in the playoffs. And he has a, he's in a contract year. There's a lot going on. I'm watching the Lakers right now. Listen, I am listen. If we had the Lakers roster, that shit is crazy, crazy. Pablo, it's, uh, here's my here's my rebuttal to that. It's not just about Demar. Again, it's not Demar. Like if the coach tells you to go out there and do something, and run a play. The what we're seeing from the other players on the team is they're watching Demar run that play. So like I've told, like I've said before, Demar could force a pass. It's probably going to be a turnover at that point because players aren't moving without the ball. So it's not just as simple as hey, Demar, you should pass the ball, pass it. When a player's just standing in the corner looking at DeMar like, oh, what are you going to do, DeMar? Uh, DeMar, you going to go into the foul line? That's what we're seeing players do when they're out there, right? They do it even when Vooch is cooking. They do it sometimes when Zach is cooking. What we're seeing is that, and it may just be a basketball IQ thing, that players are literally sitting out there in crunch time, terrified to do anything and watching DeMar cook and not moving. If you're, if you're just standing in one spot, right, and you have a half-competent defender that knows that DeMar is trying to take the shot, and they're looking at, at, they're guarding you, they're coming off you because you're not moving, and they're saying, hey, if DeMar tries to pass it to my guy, I'm in that passing lane, right? That's a turnover. So it's not just as simple as DeMar needing to trust his teammates. MJV, I don't know if anybody, now there, there are some fans that think that, oh, Alice Caruso and Lonzo come back, we're going to be right back in the top 10 defense. I don't, but more intelligent basketball fans, I think are just they know what they bring defensively, not only within their own game, but how they make the players better defensively around them with communication. And I think that they know that that's going to have an impact on how this Bulls team plays defense in the intensity. But I don't think anybody's saying, oh, it's going to be a snap uh, and magically now we're back into the top five. So, you, like I said, you get some of that with some fans. Those are the in, unintelligent fans. But generally, and a lot of what people, when they, when they talk about Alice Caruso and Lonzo coming back and the impact that it has on the defense, isn't just because of their play. It's because of how they 
up the defensive play of the players around them by communicating on defense. Windy City Vids, it's not about one-on-one. You got it. There's no player in the NBA who can stop Giannis. None, none. There's no mythical power forward who can guard Giannis and stop him. What it comes to when you're playing great players, in, especially in the playoffs, it's really about slowing down everything around them. You kind of have to let Giannis go out and get 40 and say, all right, yeah, we, we as a team, the Bulls can score 120 points. Giannis, even if Giannis scores 50, guess what? If we play solid defense around everybody else around him, we still win that game. So it's not about, like, that. that's that, that, that we, we, people get too caught up in this one-on-one. In playoff basketball with great teams, it rarely comes down to the one-on-one. You have those occasional times where you have a player that can really get in another player's head. We saw Andre Iguodala did it for the Warriors um, against against LeBron, stuff like that. You have that happen occasionally, but usually it's not about the one-on-one. It's not about having some mythical player come in who's going to be able to guard Giannis. There's not that many out there who can do that. Troy Brown did. like, And this is what I've been saying before. Troy Brown is only 22 years old, right? Now, I think in the offseason, I still think the Bulls move on from him, um, mainly because I think they're going to try to look to replace that spot with somebody more consistent. But if if, if this was still like last year's Bulls, and they had time to invest in the development of, of Troy Brown Jr., I, I think I, I, I do think there's, a, there's going to be a competent player that comes out of Troy Brown Jr., a consistent player. But right now, his role has been, well, until injury, his role has been really inconsistent, right? Um, so because of that, the Bulls really don't have a lot to invest in him. If Troy Brown Jr., for example, in the offseason, goes to a team that's rebuilding, that says, hey, you're going to get 30 minutes from 25, 28 minutes every single night. We're going to invest that in you. Troy Brown can turn into a very competent player. When you look at his length, um, the defense, the fact that he was originally a point guard, keep in mind, he is now playing small forward and some power forward for the Bulls when he came into the league as a point guard. There is a lot of things you can look at with Troy Brown Jr. and, and, and think if you're a GM or a team like, hey, there may be something we can get out of him. But I just don't think the Bulls have that time to invest when they already have a younger and better player in a Patrick Williams and a Kobe White, and an Ayo DeSumo that are all younger and better. Well, no, Ayo DeSumo is older. Is he older than? No, he still would be younger than Troy Brown Jr. Um, to, to invest in, in their development, and they've shown that they can contribute while, while um, trying to contend. So that's what I think happens with Troy Brown Jr., but, you know, that's just my opinion. What is happening? What's happening with Sweaty Bloke? I'm completely missing it what is happening y'all seem to be tired of sweaty bloke what what does sweaty bloke do other than shoot a shot at alana i'm i'm complete i honestly completely missed well no i don't think the bulls finished it I, I i don't i don't believe that at all i've always said the lowest that i think the bulls finished is fourth has the ceiling for the no because the, a lot of this is coming with the the team not being 100 percent. i still do have a lot of faith in this team and that is partially my not me not being objective right me just being a fan of this team and the players on this team but I still think these Bulls are going to go on a hella run to end the season when everybody's back. I still do think that. Now, again, I am very vocal about saying this Billy Donovan needs to figure the fuck out because he's going to be outcoached and outclassed in the playoffs, that's for sure. And listen, this has happened in Bulls history before, right? You're going to go somewhere else and beat Macau Bridges. Like, I would not be surprised at all if, like I said, in two years from now, right? I don't think it's going to be immediate, but in two years, if a team really has time to invest and he gets in the right system with the right coach and a, 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 you know, the right type of makeup around him that we look back at and say, damn, too bad Troy Brown didn't turn into that while he was here on the Bulls. But again, we haven't had him that long either. So, hey, six, six, wait, first of all, you got six, six, six in your name, bro? No, come on, man. I'm, I'm not going to read no more comments from you after this one, bro. Six, six, that, that's the best you can come up with, fam? That's what you got for me, man, tonight? 
on Thursday night? That's what you got for me? <laughs> hey, it's Billy's in-game coaching and timing of bringing uh, people, uh, the right people are calling time. The breakup momentum is awesome. It's awful. Chris Fleming did a much better job when he was in charge. Thoughts? I've talked about this heavily already, brother. Uh, Chris Fleming was a better and quicker to make adjustments. That's just period. That's not to say Chris Fleming is a better coach, but Chris Fleming was absolutely better and quicker at making adjustments. Absolutely. What is happening? Listen, all right, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say, people. Seriously, don't forget what Chicago Bulls Central is built on. We're a community, right? We're family in here. We can disagree, but come on, man. Let's, 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 let's chill. Seems like it's getting a little tense in the comments. Everybody chill out. We're just here to talk about basketball. I know the Bulls lost. I know the losing streak sucks. Let's not turn on each other just because we have difference of opinions. Let's all calm it down. Center, woosah, do whatever you need to do. Hit your blunt, drink your tequila, do whatever you need to do. Calm down a little bit. Y'all getting a little tense and y'all getting a little tense in these comments, man. Sweetie Bulls, I will say this. That's not true. The Bulls can match money. And it, like, so, no, it's not about us ha not having the money. The Bulls can technically keep everyone. No, but nobody wants to spend that money on Troy Brown Jr. What he's shown, it would be idiotic to spend that money on Troy Brown Jr. when you can bring in a more consistent and probably veteran player, which this team seems to need is more veterans around. So, no, the money isn't an issue at all. That's not an issue at all. Brandon Peck says, going to bed. Good night, brother. What do you think that Troy, that Derrick Jones Jr. bring consistency? Better offense. Better defense when he was fully healthy. More, more rim protection. More versatility. I think he's a more versatile player than Troy Brown Jr., and I think he's just overall a better player than Troy Brown Jr. At this stage, right? At this stage. Doesn't mean it's going to be that way their whole season, but could definitely be that way the whole, be that at this stage right now. This is where, in this comment, because I can't see it before I go live. Y'all been in this chat going at it since nine? That's crazy. This light, you don't really want to be attacked. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to get petty on you. Chicago Sp Sports Verse says, hello, what's going on, brother? Her sister, I don't know. Can't tell by your name or your, uh, or your, uh, <laughs> Your uh, profile pic there. The fourth quarter stressed me the fuck out, man. You and everybody else in Bulls Nation. That's for damn sure. I think everybody was a little bit stressed in this game. If everybody's being honest. Like, this was one of those games that literally down the stretch, you just look at it and you just be like, listen, man, I want to kick somebody in the nuts. Like, that's, like, every the, everybody needs to, from Zach to fucking Tony Bradley, just needs to line everybody up and Benny the Bull needs to kick them all in the nuts before they go home, right? Just kick him in the nuts, everyone. Reginald, I actually agree with this. As of right now, Troy Brown, so, again, and it's going to be interesting to see with the Bulls because, again, we know that uh, AK and Eversley get really creative with using players and signing trades and stuff like that, but um, I don't know. They really won't have much flex flexibility with Troy Brown Jr. and uh, his contract or him or anything unless the most that they can do is that a team that maybe is interested in, in investing in Troy Brown Jr.'s development um, wants to re-sign him and uses bird rights, and they reach out to the Bulls and work out a signing trade, we can see something like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't expect the Bulls to get much back for him. It's really going to kind of just be letting him walk. Kick him in the nuts. I'm dead serious about that. Like, just be like, hey, you fuck. Billy Donovan, too. Everybody got to get lined up and get kicked in the nuts. Everybody. Right in the balls. Just kick them all in the balls. Say, fuck them. Balls. Bam. Balls. Ball shot. Down. Fuck it. Like, it's jackass. Bam. Everybody in the balls. I bet you they wake the fuck up. Trey Levine? Who said Trey Levine? Somebody said that in the comments. What? I missed it. This some y'all quoting somebody called Franchise Fields. I can't. Oh, okay. There goes Franchise Fields. He says stop comparing. No, they're actually very comparable. Very comparable. If, even if you look at the progression of how they've grown, grown their impact over the course. Uh, now Ja is is a better shooter. He's still not a great shooter either than than Derrick Rose for sure. But there's actually a lot. If you look at the advanced stats, there's a 
because this was a video I was going to do. But then I figured, I, I love John Morant, but this is a Chicago Bulls channel, so why am I hyping John Morant? But no, they're actually very, very comparable. Very comparable. Why is everyone salute? Bro, uh, Randis, welcome to my, to my world, bro. Literally. I've been saying this for months. Everybody is so short. Not everybody. A lot of, because we had a, actually a really good in the, in the pregame show. We had a really good conversation about potentially upgrading the center position and realistic. I will, I will, everybody who was in that chat that we talked about that, and I don't even remember how we got into that conversation, had very realistic ideas and really taking into consideration what it would have to take to get some of the people that they were interested in. But generally, yes, basketball fans are extremely short-sighted. And you, oh God, especially during the trade deadline, they're like, oh, we should be able to trade Troy Brown Jr., Matt Thomas, and the ghost of Jordan and get John Morant. And it's like, what the, what, in what world do you, do you think that that's all you got to give up for somebody like that? Hot take Boston going to the, oh yeah, no, I, I can't get with that hot take, Josh. If that happens though, hey, shout out to you if it happens. Trey Levine for Kimball Walker. Really, Alana? All right, Lana has jumped the shark. Lana went from my favorite person in the, in the comments lately to she's just jumped the shark. That is, that is funny. That is funny. Yes. Uh, do people think she was serious? Alfonso who? Alfonso who? 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 I know you're not talking about McKinney. Alfonso McKinney, no. That nigga needs to... Fuck! Alf Alfonso McKinney needs to go play in the big three. That's where Alfonso McKinney needs to go. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear that. Y'all didn't hear it. They go bang. Hey, it's hard to skip the beat when Alfonso came. I got instantly pissed off. Instantly pissed off. Wow, man. Oh, man. Listen. Woo. Oh, man. Jesus. Eddie Brewer. I told you the coaching staff cannot coach. I told you we were better. Hope Ball and Caruso will stop the bleeding. If not, we're one and uh, Why is Matt Thomas? Wait, why would Matt Thomas not be on the team? And no, the coaching staff can coach. They're just getting out coached right whoo man jesus y'all miss fucking alfonso mckinney and i see red man <laughs> we just talked about you not saying that word to yesterday listen i can't help it i listen it, it, when stupid shit comes up that's the first thing jgm mckinney is my dad well your dad is a sorry piece of shit your father's your father sucks your father sucks there buddy it's funny how after the bulls lose many people are begging for players to be traded and stuff like that although when the bulls whenever oh no chicago sports verse i don't know if this is your first time in the chicago bulls central uh you got some certain people who literally anything they, they, they like even when things are good when vooch is good they're just like oh yes he's getting his trade value up when he's bad, all we need to trade him. Cocaine. I'm telling you what it is. It's cocaine. It's cocaine. What are y'all messing with? Leave Alana alone. Y'all fucking vultures. Leave Alana alone. Uh, what do you feel about people having the same ceiling as Kawhi Leonard? I was watching vids yesterday, and even LeBron said Paul has Kawhi-type pants. See, I think that Kawhi Leonard comparison got way too Potential-wise, could he? I mean, he's 20 years old. Anything's. I, I really don't see the Kawhi Leonard. I've always said that. He has a shot. Ricky Fontaine compares to uh, Jalen Brown. I say Luau Deng. Keep in mind, Luau Deng was what, 18, 19 point and 19 and 8, scoring like six assists. I think that he can be that type of player. That's what I see him being, right? That's not to say he doesn't have potential to be more, but that's what I see um, uh, Patrick Williams turning into. And that's a, that's solid, right? That is a player that you need on every team. So your father sucks to be on his shorts. I'm trying to I try to pick my shorts very well. Brandon L. Jet, hey again, man. Always supporting the channel. I appreciate you. I'll cash up anyone who clipped that. <laughs> hey, he's making a sound effect. 
Listen, don't be putting no bounty out on me, man. What the hell? <laughs> we only got 36 likes. Man, come on, man. Y'all get the hell. Y'all get them goddamn likes up, man. Come on now. I'm, I I show up here every day, give you guys entertaining ass videos for third. Come on, man. Get them likes up. Yeah, you know I don't worry about that. Show me on this doll where Alfonso <laughs> Right here, bro. Right here in the heart, brother. Right here because he sucked, right? And then he had Bulls fans. Had the fans of my franchise thinking, oh, Alfonso. I'm, do you guys remember there were people literally in here like, oh, we can trade Kobe now. Alfonso's going to be our bench scorer. After that Rockets game, look how the fuck that turned out. This is why motherfuckers make knee-jerk reactions. Alfonso McKinney is terrible. Alfonso McKinney is worse than fucking Denzel Valentine. There, I said it. Boom. Alfonso McKinney never. He, he, I hope he's out of the city of Chicago. MJV says, if P-Will is a dang clone, I'd be extremely happy for sure. Sweaty bloke, no. Um, no. Can't. I can't at all. Can't happen. We need LiAngelo? Oh, no. Keep that motherfucker. Like, oh, God. Ricky, Ricky, should I tell him our conversation earlier? If Ricky Fontaine tell, says I can tell y'all, I'll tell y'all a conversation me and him had on the phone earlier. That's val valid. It's crazy how much they built the same, uh, like they have the same body build when I was watching them guard each other in highlights. Kawhi and P. Will. See where you're coming from with that. I doubt he's out the city. He's from there. Unemployed. Oh, true. I forgot he was from there. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Ricky, so me and Ricky were talking, and for you guys know I used, I used to be a big wrestling fan, so this this reference may go completely over everybody's head, but doesn't LiAngelo Ball just give you the vibes that, like, literally, like, he's brain dead if he's not playing basketball? Like, he has no personality. He just moves around like, oh, what, where did he go? Where did he go? When he's not on the basketball court, like, literally, Eugene from the WWE, how he was, like, into the bell ring, and then he turned into a beast. That's LiAngelo Ball when, when tip-off happens. He's literally brain dead until tip-off happens, and then he's a very good basketball player. But everything else with LiAngelo Ball literally just looks like, as a person, like he is like lurch. Like he literally just sits around and has no personality at all. Like literally he's, he's the person sitting there eating Tang sandwiches. Like that's, that's LiAngelo Ball. That's LiAngelo Ball. Keep LiAngelo Far the fuck away from my team, man. Far away from my team. <laughs> Johnson is <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I can remember you. God, I almost choked. I was going to see this and make it distract. Listen, uh, listen, listen, listen. Lonzo don't want these bars, bro. Lonzo don't want these bars. Woo, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I remember when Hayes wanted to trade <laughs> Bro, that's been months, man. I almost forgot about that. That is hilarious, man. <laughs> why you why you hating on LiAngelo so hard when he ever do? It's just his fans, man. It's literally just his fans. <laughs> oh man. Woo! <laughs> Hell to the gnaw. I'm gonna have to put that on the soundboard. I'm gonna have to. Oh, man. Woo. Jesus. Oh, man. I needed that laugh. Lord have mercy. Oh, man. I love the streams after losses sometimes, man. That is hilarious. Woo. Jesus, man. I'm telling y'all, LiAngelo literally be like, tip off. What? What? Who I need to guard? Like, that's that's LiAngelo Ball, man. I'm telling y'all. Like, he's Eugene from the WWE. I'm telling you. Oh, you're right. You had a, I, what was his name? Quan, right? That was Quan. He literally never came back to the chat. I had him 
him. No, Quan was the dude from Cleveland. There was another dude that was a Jello fan. I can't remember who it was, man. Oh man, listen. <laughs> hey, shit! Before Father Ball entered this chat and destroyed us. Listen, first of all, Levar Ball don't want no smoke. Do y'all, y'all see my, my? Listen, I'll get my pops out there. He, he's gonna hold it. Listen, <laughs> he got basketball as a personality trait. Oh man, oh man, uh, Festus. No, Eugene had the same thing. Where Lu okay, Eugene wasn't a, but Eugene was a. And then when the bell rang, he was a dope ass wrestler. Oh man, Whew. Jesus. Listen, top. Oh, top. I cook top notch, man. I I cook top notch. That that was over with. That's over. Woo, man. Lebron <laughs> calling AK right now. Oh man. All right. Woo. All right. Let's go ahead and get ready to wrap up, man. I'm tired. Uh, hey, hey, congrats on Locked on Bulls. Sorry I caught you late tonight. Uh, the uh, free throw discrepancy was awful. Billy D worries me with adjustments. Bulls' unforced turnovers and empty possessions kill them. That's absolutely. Absolute. If the Bulls sign Leandro, they would have a pair of balls. Man, listen, that is funny. Top notch is your, so wait, you got a shitty-ass father and you got a, and your favorite YouTuber's shitty as well? Oh, bro, like, you shitty McGee, bro. Like, come on, man. Come on, poop pants. Like, come on, bro. What the hell? Uh, bro, hey, no, man. This is, listen, I'm just, I'm in a great mood, man. I've been in a really, really great mood. That's all it is. That's all it is. Oh, man. <laughs> Lakers losing by 25. That is hilarious. Uh, good night, Tariq. Tarek. I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. Oh, man. Oh, you, you see... If that was it, real inside the Chicago Bulls, confirm has to be all caps and signing has to be all caps. That's the inside of the Chicago Bulls headline. That's what they would do. <laughs> oh, man. I ain't going to be here tomorrow because I'm watching the new Batman movie instead of watching the Bulls possibly get blown out by the Bucks. Alana, can't even blame you. Can't even blame you at all. Oh, man. All right, y'all. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up tonight before LeVar Le 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 Ball tries to pop in on my stream. Uh man, listen. I appreciate you guys so much, man. I hope you guys turn up uh as well. Like so so for everyone who's asking what's going to be the differentiating factor between Lockdown Bulls and Chicago Bulls Central. This is going to differentiate it. Me being me, right? Not that I'm not going to be me on Lockdown Bulls, but I am definitely going into Lockdown Bulls with the idea of it like Chicago Bulls Central is the turn up. This is the family, right? This is the after party. This is all those things constantly all the time. This Locked on Bulls, I always want to feel like a conversation you have with your friends. When it, I'm sorry, not locked on. Chicago Bulls Central, I always want it to feel like a conversation you have with your friends after basketball. You may cuss, you may go off, you may do everything, right? Whereas Locked on Bulls is going to be more professional. It's going to be like me being on ESPN. It's going to be a little bit more put together as well as I have a co-host there. So it is what it is there. But uh, that's it for me for today, uh, fellas. Uh, you got to do the voice. Okay, I'll do the voice. I'll do the voice one time. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode. The Chicago Bulls are training for. That's the that's the, <laughs> the inside of the Chicago Bulls. Petty Roosevelt will only be on Chicago Bulls. Only, only be on Chicago Bulls. Oh, man. Listen, that is hilarious, man. All right, y'all. I'm out this bitch. I love you guys, man. Like I like to end everything on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you guys tomorrow morning. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.